Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? It's your boy, State of the State of the New York Knicks podcast, episode 136. I'm actually outside for the first time. I actually recording a podcast. I just felt like it was appropriate to talk about the Knicks before the Knicks game. And I got my guy, Knicks community, in the building. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. Long time no speak. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I, I need... I need you to tell the people why it's been a long time. I want I, I want you to let the people know it's not my fault. No, 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 not at all. Um, <laughs> mainly just um, dealing with school and um, mm-hmm. starting to research colleges and all of that. But uh, I will uh, I I'm, I will definitely try to make appearances when I can for sure. Um, but obviously, I will be consistent with. Um, with my Instagram posts uh, during games and all of that. But uh, yeah, that that's mainly why it's been a little busy right now. No, it, it has nothing to do with, uh, with state at all. No, no not at all. <laughs> so it's funny. It's funny how things change, right? The last yeah, time man. me and you spoke, right? I was still screaming Trey Randall. And this was the last time yep. we spoke. <laughs> and this is fact. Yeah. And I'm, and, and I want to sit here and tell you, Aiden, I apologize. Um, I'm 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 sorry for saying something that was blasphemous as that. Um, you can't just let a you can't just let an all star, 26 years old, who's averaging on par stats with Larry Bird, mm. and, and you can't just let him walk out of the door. That's my feelings on it. <laughs> Dude, do I sound crazy? <laughs> Not at all. I mean, I I think it's um, I think it's been a shock at how much Julius Randle has switched from last year. I mean, I remember the last time I spoke with you, I was still calling him Beyblade, and uh, now we're all calling him All Star. I mean, it's it's been a crazy switch in, I think it just intensity. Um, I think that's mainly what it's uh, what it's come down to, and and I think that intensity in in our aggressiveness in games and in our in our fast paced fast paced style of offense, um, which has definitely you know led to our exec- execution, which has led us now to a three game winning streak um, and fourth in the East. So mm-hmm. I, I think that. It's great to see where Julius Randle is. He's also going to be in the skills challenge this All-Star game too. Right. And or this All-Star event, I should say. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it's great. I love watching this team night after night and I'm I'm hoping we can get a four in a row after tonight. I want to ask you a real I want to ask you a real serious question. And I and, and I want you to just all all personal emotions aside. I want to ask you a sure. real question. Is this a product of Alfred Payton not playing that we're wa- that we're watching an actual offense being run? Is, is is this solely because of the point guard change? That's a great question. I mean, I think with Alfred, I was just talking to my friend about this the other day. I think Alfred is more of you know a, a, a driving into the paint kind of guy, being really aggressive. Um, really going after layups and, and, and ones. Um, and, and I feel like, you know, his, his style of play has been 
it's definitely been on and off. Um, but um, I, I mean, I think you can definitely argue that. You know, I think Derrick Rose is, is here because he's he's really just here as, as a mentor. You know, he's he's here to 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 teach quickly and and top in and really just get looks. I mean, we we saw that great look that Derrick Rose had um, to RJ last game. Um, and I mean, yeah, I mean, I think you most certainly can argue because of the point guard change, because I think it's the way these two see their roles um, of what they can do to help this team succeed and win. So I think you definitely can argue that it is a, uh, it could be because of, of, of the point guard switch. Definitely. So, you know, since the point guard switch, right? Yeah. You know, the right now the Knicks are second in defensive rating this season. First is the LA Lakers, of course. And our offense right now is currently ranked eighteenth. I mean currently ranked twenty third in the NBA at one oh nine. And the Utah Jazz is the only team that's currently ranked top five in both offense and defense. So we're seeing improvements. And another thing I want to throw at you, too. You know, this Knicks record season, 18 and 17, the last time we was 18 and 17, right, that was 1999. That was the year when we made a, when we made a finals run. Right. So I, I, I'm very interested. And also noted that that was the year of the lockout. Right. This year is kind of a funny season as well. Um, I wanted to ask you about, you know, um, hmm, cause there's a lot of things that it's a lot of things that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, mainly the Julius Randle thing, but mm-hmm. the trade targets. Yeah. Um, we're 18 to 17. I know there was a couple guys that you was looking at, um, I have three currently right now. I know about two of them. We got the same. So one of the guys that I'm looking at, I think you've said this guy to me as well, was Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Um, I really would like Lonzo Ball on his team. Um, another guy that I was looking at, and shout outs to Chris on Twitter. My guy Chris, you know, and he runs a, he runs a great podcast himself. Um you talking about Evan Fournier, mm. and I like Evan Fournier on this Knicks roster, but I like Mo Bamba even more. And I've been screaming, please go get Mo Bamba for about two weeks now. So those are my three right now, currently looking at this roster. I'm trying to see if the Knicks can get a trade with the Orlando Magic for Evan Fournier and Mo Bamba, but... Do you have uh, three prospects on your side that you're looking at? I think I I would I definitely would not mind Mo Bamba at all on this on this team. Um, I feel like that would be a good. Um, hopefully, you know when when Mitch gets healthy, um, I think we're we're definitely going to be back in. I guess a a state of of not panic because if Nerlens Noel goes down, I think Fetus Azili is going to be called up from the Westchester Knicks. Um, but prospects that I have in mind, I wouldn't mind Demarcus Cousins. 
I know that the the Rockets just let him go, and and I think with the minutes and and the, and the the time that that he spent there at Houston, I I think he he played great uh, for the the time that he spent there. Um, I also wouldn't mind Lonzo Ball. I think him and Derrick Rose are very similar in in the sense that they're always looking for, you know, who else is on the on on the court, right? I mean, you you saw. Right. All those plays with Lonzo and Zion. I mean, legit, like full court alley oops, half court alley oop passes by Lonzo. But, but here's the difference. Here's the difference between Lonzo and, and Derrick Rose. Yeah, Derrick Rose had to mature into that. Yeah, you know, it took about it took him about nine seasons to get where he's at today. Right. You know, Lonzo Ball is naturally gifted with that type of passing vision. So I, I just wanted um the people to know that. Go ahead. Right. I mean. I think you most certainly can say that too, because I mean, if you see the style of play from Derrick Rose, youngest MVP season, he was driving in on everybody, dunking on Steve Nash, um, to now where he 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 is like Lonzo in in the sense that that now he's he's looking for um you know everybody else on 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 the floor as well. Um, so I wouldn't, I, I think my prospects then would be Lonzo, DeMarcus Cousins. I, I also, um, I wouldn't mind Buddy Heald on this team either. Um, I think he just, he, he, he had, he had a great game, I think last night or two nights ago. Um, and I, I think, I think, um, he most certainly can bring us a lot of shooting. I heard JJ Reddick's name. In a couple of reports, uh, a mm-hmm. few weeks ago, I wouldn't mind that. I, I would be worried with where he's at in age and where he is in his in in his career. Um, but I, I think I think those are mainly my um my my prospects that I I most certainly have uh, have my eye on for sure. Okay, those those, those some good prospects. Um, R.J. Barrett. Yeah. The last time we spoke, I believe that R.J. Barrett was on a. I think he was on a slump. Yeah, I, I think I think, I think that on, was it was very early on in the season, like versus the Pacers or something like that. Very early on, I remember when he was when he was on that beginning of the year slump. I think him and Julius are are starting to to really work together. I'm really excited to see Derrick Rose and R.J. working together. That's super cool. Um, but carry on with what you were saying. I just wanted to add that in there. So, so our, over the last six weeks, RJ Barrett has been shooting forty-eight percent from three. Ainge's been shooting <laughs> the total of thirty for sixty-three from three. John ja Morant over that same time span is shooting twenty percent from three. So it goes to show you that RJ Barrett. I'm not throwing no John ja Morant slander, you know, but people have said that it was only a two-man draft. And I'm just here to tell people that R.J. Barrett is a great prospect. And he's a great – no, I'm not going to say great. He's a good defensive player. That kid can defend. And I think I've always said that about R.J. Barrett. When I first watched him in his rookie season, his defense stood out to me, bro. His defense and rebounding. And – you know, coming out of college, a lot of people was dismissing R.J. Barrett's defense. They called him lazy on defense from what I read. So 
what have you been seeing from R.J. Barrett on that side of the ball as far as our defense is concerned, knowing that he's second on the team in minutes and we're top three in defense? Mm. Yeah, I, I feel like you're seeing a more – I guess this is this can tie into what I said earlier. I mean, I think you're seeing more in intensity from from everybody on this team. Um, you know, I, I feel like R, RJ is, is specifically is – starting to see moments where, you know, he can deflect the pass, which then automatically gives him a, a fast break opportunity. Um, you saw the same thing with Frank at the end of um, a couple games ago. I think that, I think that was, that was the last game against, against the, the Pacers. Um, and I, I feel like what I'm seeing from RJ is, um, is, is it's a nice, um, I guess um increase in the way he's playing not only on offense but on defense like you said prior to last year um and I feel like from everybody on this team you're you're seeing everybody um improve and, and just I feel like this this team is more more hungry you know um and yeah. I I feel like that's that's most certainly what I'm seeing um I mean you know, at the beginning of the year, you know, when when Austin Rivers is like, you know, think things are going to change. Obviously, I I was pretty um, I, I was pretty pretty hesitant because <laughs> we heard the same thing from Marcus Morris the year before. So I was like, Dogs. right, Dogs. I, I was like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna go into this route again. Um, but I I really believe. I mean, this is the best start we've had since like twenty twelve. Um, and I, I'm yep. Yep. very excited so, so to, uh, to right see where quick, this is going. Right quick, let me, right quick, let me throw this stat at you. The Knicks enter the month of March with a record above 500 for the first time since March of 2013. Yeah. This is also the first time since 2012-2013 campaign that the Knicks have a winning record as of late 35 games into the season. Wow. Um, continue, bro. <laughs> no, I mean – I I remember going to uh I remember going to playoff games of of that team and uh I mean you you're most certainly mm -hmm. seeing the the hunger and, and intensity of the of that team as you're seeing with this team and it's it's still like we're nearing the end of the first half of the season um so I mean I know we have a tough second half schedule coming up um we're playing a lot of western conference teams um Hopefully we we can get through that you know without major damage to our record, um, but yeah no I'm just extremely excited with um with with the direction that this team is going and if if anybody need should win coach of the year it has to be Tom Thibodeau. Um, that is a you know fact. I I think everybody when when we when we uh when we hired him, you know, people were saying, Oh, he's here to just, you know, steer the ship, maybe get like, you know, a couple wins. And uh, it, it's really just to, uh, to help steer the ship. But I mean, we're fourth in the East. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. we got, we have all stars on this team. I mean, if anybody needs to win that award, it's, it's Tom Thibodeau. It's Tom Thibodeau for sure. So, you know, the last seasons where the Knicks were above 500 through 35 games. Um, I'm going to start from the first one. 1999-2000. 2000 to 2001. 
2010 to 2011, 2012, 2013, 2020, 2021. Wow. Um, it's been tough, man. And we have come a long way. And what people going to have to understand is that, you know, Nick fans, Nick fans, what, what, mm, Nick fans, what we going to need. Eh? What's up, baby? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I'm good. Man. Yeah, like I said, people, I'm outside right now. <laughs> That's crazy. But, you know, as a Nick fan, I haven't experienced us in a winning season, bro, I believe in seven years. Mm. Um. And before that, you know, during my teenager years, bro, I experienced us trading all our first-round picks. So when we talking about, you know, trading for a star, I'm kind of on the fence with that, you know. I, I like what we got going right now, like you right. said. I like Kenny Payne. What I don't like is how the media is trying to spin how the Knicks are 18 and 17. Like, I see tweets like, oh, the East is trash. Oh. Um, the Knicks is playing inferior competition. Oh, uh, the Knicks is, is doing this in a 72 game season, like, yeah. And, and I really dislike and, it. And I mean, sorry to interrupt, but um, you know, especially today, I mean, you, you saw CP and Max Kellerman today, um, yeah, and and you saw how yeah. Max yeah. Kellerman said, Wait until you're uh, I think like 47. Or something like that, and just completely, 47, yeah. completely, completely dismissed CP. And I mean, shout out to Knicks Fan TV. Been doing a fantastic job this season with not only Knicks yeah. coverage, but you know, for really standing up for to, to, with, with Knicks Nation against you know talking heads like Max Kellerman and um, everybody on those uh, those big sources for sure. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? When I see it, I'm like, wait. CP Nick Fan TV, he gonna be on Max Kellerman. So I'm going on my ESPN app. I'm going on my ESPN app, right? So I'm looking, I'm searching. I'm like, all right, yo, ESPN Radio. Ah, uh. so I pull it up. I'm like, oh, that's that CP arguing with Max. So Max talking. So CP like, the Knicks is the talk of the town. Like we here. That's why ESPN got me here. Like that's the type of confidence that I need right now. And the Nick fan base, like I really appreciate CP for that. You know, um, it, it, you know, it's funny when Max Kellerman don't really have a legit excuse no more mm. to talk. Randall's an All Star, right? Everybody eating crow, including me. I was extremely wrong about Randall, and I'm gonna always admit that. And that's good that I'm wrong about Randall, because he came. He's the first guy that has come to the Knicks as a free agent and produced. Mm. He didn't Jerome James <laughs> us. <laughs> but, and that's funny, man. So, shout out to Scott Perry, man. Scott Perry has been doing a wonderful job. Um, would you extend Scott Perry? Um, I think so. I mean, you know, I, anything I think to keep this wave of, of success going Um is 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 what I would focus on right now because I mean, as you were saying, you know, I'm hearing all of these these trade talks and um, you know articles saying that there's going to be guys that that are demanding to come to the Knicks, and I mean, you know, I I don't want that to ruin any chemistry that that we have going on that would affect our long term success. 
Um, so I think right now, I think mm-hmm. I would credit everybody that's been a key part to this um, to this wave that we've got going on. And uh, I, I think just, just just keeping things as they are for right now is is what we have to focus on for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I said something bold mm. on Twitter. And I said, the day that I seen Alfred Payne out of the starting lineup, I said the Knicks is going to go on a win streak. Now, how long that win streak is going to be, I don't know. But from what I'm watching from this team right now, and how together they are, and how together this offense is, I think we're watching a top four seed in the East. And I think if we do, let, let's say if we do get in the playoffs, mm. right? I just want to avoid the Nets first round. That's all I can ask for the Knicks. If you can avoid the Nets and get home court advantage, I think we have a chance to make some noise. It's going to be tough right. though. Randall's going to have to be consistent. Everybody, like this, like his first, yeah, yeah, yeah. But RJ is going to have to become a grown man now. He got to step up, right? But I mean, if even if we have a first round exit, I'm still going to be proud because you know this is the first time in in seven years that that we've even been yeah. to the playoffs. So I mean. I mean, listen, I'm not going to say, you know, we're going to win a championship this year. But, I mean, I think I think it, it, if we play the Nets, it depends on the state of, the, of, of that team at that time. Because you never know, there could be injuries. Kyrie or somebody might say they don't want to play right now. Chemistry could be a mess. Uh-huh. I mean that whole team is is just a uh, it's it's a house of cards waiting to just completely explode. I think because you've you, I mean I think I mean they're second in the East, right? Philly is number one. Um, I mean they're they're playing okay right now, but I think if we do face the Nets um, round one, we have to see where where that team is uh, and, and and their mindset and, and chemistry for sure, but. I mean, I still would be satisfied with a with a first round exit as long as we have wins in that round for sure. Nah, I think, bro, I think we could if we play. All right, I I know this: mm. the team that I do want to play in the first round of the playoffs, and I think that'll be an all time like that might be an all time great series. Is going to be the Hornets versus the Knicks. I that, that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. I mean, you you have Lamelo Ball is going off. Malik Monk is going off. Gor- I mean, Gordon Hayward. I mean, shout out to Malik shout outs to Malik Monk shout had a Malik fantastic Monk, game a couple couple nights ago. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I, honestly, I'm actually very happy to see the the mentor role that Bismack Bismack Biombo and Lamelo kind of have. Um, that that's yeah. really cool to see. Um, it, it's almost like a uh, it, it's like a father figure kind of like role that they have, and I, I think that's really cool to see. But that be that actually be a very exciting matchup to watch for sure. You know why? You know why? You know why you need those type of guys? Though? Mm. Because those type of guys is 
like, I'm going to give you an example. I was listening to Marcus Morris, right, in an interview last year. And Marcus Morris specifically said that, you know, you need vets in the locker room. You need guys who can teach a rookie how to spend his money, teach a rookie how to um bank, banking, accounting, uh, uh, where do you buy your homes at, uh, what, what spots you go to, how to train, how to eat, you know, how to sleep, you know. It, it, it's things like that. It's things like that that makes you, you know, appreciate vets. So for me, just for me personally, you know, I know I talked junk to you in the past about mm. veteran players, right? I've, I, how can I say this? I've come to a mutual understanding with vets, right? There are things that Reggie Bullock do that Kevin Knox don't do that I just got to appreciate. Right. <laughs> and I can't, it, like, the little things, like sliding your feet, you know, getting your hand up the on, basics. on the shooter. It's the little things, the basics, facts, the basics. It's, it, it's those things that make you be like, all right, Reggie, I see why you start, man. No problem, right. man. Just just stop being so goddamn inconsistent. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. <clears throat> he be so inconsistent. It be him. And Alec Burke, and I and I like Alec Burke. Sometimes he's a very frustrating pro player because he's ball dominant, but he is a great shooter. He has been a great shooter for us per se and throughout his career. But for our team specifically, you know, we got Randall shooting about forty percent from the field. RJ shooting forty percent from the field just from January first. You know, Alec Burks is shooting thirty nine percent. Bullock shooting like 38% from the from from three. You know, these are yeah. great numbers. So I can't I I can't sleep on that. Um I know my boy Kevin Knox. I know I want to see Kevin Knox play. And he didn't play last game. And you know, the reason why, bro, I, I wanted to get your take on why um Kevin Knox not playing and what would you like for him to learn while he's sitting down is I, the the reason why last game Knox didn't play is because Thibodeau sees him as a small forward. Well, right now, we got Burks and Bullock. So he's not gonna play, obviously. Um so what do you what, what would you want to see from Knox before he gets mm, on the court? I, I think um like, I mean I think I think as you were mm-hmm. saying, I mean I, I think I really would want him to learn just just I mean Again, going back to the basics, um, I think uh, how to switch on pick and rolls is really key, um, especially for a guy like Knox. I mean, I, I know last year I, I think uh, Fizdale had him up against you know much smaller guards, and I mean I think he would get caught up caught in that uh in that uh pick and roll kind of situation. Um, so I mean I. I I think what mm-hmm. I really want to just see from him before he, you know, goes back to draining corner threes, hopefully, um, is uh, just 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 to just um, really focus on on what guys like Bullock and Burks are doing and 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 focus on on the basics because I mean we we I feel like we undermine them so much and I feel like they're 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 so essential. I mean, especially to this team. I mean, you see how many of our you know, scores come from ball movement. Um, 
and the essentials. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, I, I yeah, think it it, yeah. it just comes down to to that, um, and all and all of that for sure. So let me say something to you, and then I want to get to the Victor Oladipo thing, and then I want to um get you out of here so you can get settled in. All right for the for the next game, um, you know, Knox, right? Like, imagine it. Just picture this, right? You know, you're watching Bullock. What would you want Knox to take from Bullock's game, right? All right, I want Knox to take mm-hmm. his off ball movement. I want Knox to take his uh, uh defensive IQ. I want Knox to take uh, the way he slide his hips and the way he glide his feet on the three-point line. And I want Knox to take his yeah. offensive shot IQ because Bullock is always moving. Now, you'd be like, okay, what about Alec Burks? What do you want to see? What, like, what do you want Knox to take from Alec Burks? Oh, okay. I want him to take his aggressiveness. You know how Alec Burks, he comes off the, um, the pick and roll? He's, yeah. he's mm-hmm. landing fly, right? Knox will come off the pick and roll. Sometimes he'll do some something clumsy, like, and he'll go to the rim like he's six foot three. And that's annoying sometimes. But, you know, take that aggressiveness from Alec Burks. Take Alec Burks, you know, elusiveness when he's going to the paint and he's flailing his arms to get a foul. You know, it's it's little things that if Knox could take that and combine it into one, he would be a solid piece to the rotation. Yeah. I I 100% agree and I think I think I wanted to really take away the the quick the quickness I think of um of Reg, of Reggie Bullock's setup for his jump shot too cuz I feel like Kevin Knox yeah. sometimes falls into a habit of really just taking his time with setting up his jumper and I really want him to take away just that you know really just catch and shoot shooting right away mentality kind of thing um but other than that, I mean, I, I agree with everything you, you just said, definitely. Yeah, um, it, that, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. I, I yeah. hope Knox can play soon. But the good, the good thing is soon. with the, with the, you know, with the three minutes he, he got last mm-hmm. game, uh, he got, he scored in, in, in that short amount of time, which is very good, very, uh, nice to see for sure. Yeah. Yep. The little things, you know, you got guys like IQ who who now is draining four point plays. By the way, he's already hit three this season. Oh my god! Quick, quick! What a hell of a pick, man! Shout out to War Parent. That's why I'm yeah. really confident. Like, I don't give a damn where we pick right now. Like, I'm at the point where like, well, I, I got so much trust in the developmental staff. I don't care where we pick no more. So it's all good for me, man. Every. Like that that's all good for me. But um finally, you know, I mm-hmm. see Victor on the depot, right? And yeah. He was hurt. He got hurt again. And I immediately said, Alec Burks, Austin Rivers, two second round picks. You give me Victor on the depot. What what year what year would those um, picks be in? Just asking. 20, okay. Okay. Twenty three. I don't want to give up that many picks because it's it's a double to double draft. No, that is no. Yep, and that is exactly why that I didn't even mention that to you, brother. <laughs> so, um, how do you feel about the Victor Oladipo situation? And um, for me, I'm a huge. I'm against this now. Um, we could wait till free agency. Offer him about fourteen million. 
and see what he do with it. But besides that, I'm I'm good on yeah. the Call of Duty, bro. Unless unless we're giving up minimal assets, I I yeah. don't want to give up Knox or Frank or no first and that. Yeah, I I agree. I I, I want to give up as little as possible because one, I don't want to, you know, I I don't mm-hmm. want the chemistry of this team to to go into shambles, and I I I think. I'd want to give as little as possible in case Victor Oladipo tears his ACL. God forbid, if 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 you join if you join the Knicks yeah. because his oh injuries are so consistent. Oh so I uh, I a hundred percent agree with with that with that uh, with that statement. Oh my God! Yeah, Victor Oladipo, good yeah. player, solid player, but. I don't. No. I, I don't want to take that risk. Like that risk is too. That, way that too much. Too much for me. You know, way too much. Way too much. But um, you know, I, any any anything else? Like I I think I think we I no, think I we got into any everything uh-huh. and um, I uh I'm hoping for another win tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad you came on the pod. Always a bro. pleasure. Um, I'm sorry that I'm outside. You're fine. Right now. <laughs> but you know, the, the grind don't stop. Um, I really wanted to to get you on the pod real quick mm-hmm. before the game started because I know you know we've been trying yeah. to um, set something up for weeks. But um, finally, I got you here. So appreciate, I appreciate coming on, you, bro. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, by the next time we mm-hmm. speak, right? Um, the trade rumor mill is going to be heating up. So. Hopefully, one of these players that we've spoken about will, will probably be a Nick by the time we speak again. So, um, I appreciate you, bro, for coming on the show again. Um, Nick Nation, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. You know, I'm outside in the middle of Harlem, and, you know, I'm grinding. Grind don't never stop. Uh, episode 136, State of the New York Knicks podcast. I'm out of here. Peace.